Welcome to the Women Who Code podcast. Content inside this container can have their own custom animations as well. And on top of that, you can proceed and pass this transition spec parameter to define your completely customized animations. Women Who Code Talks Tech is a segment that features experts in a specific field of technology sharing their knowledge on an in-depth and highly technical subject. These talks are designed to both introduce advanced subjects and provide insight into the work being done in these fields. Today, I'll talk about getting started with animations in Jetpack Compose. My name is Aida Isaeva. I'm a software engineer at Twitter, Google Developer Expert for Android, and Women Technicers Ambassador. And in this talk, I will briefly cover why we need animations, what is Jetpack Compose, what solutions it provides for animations, how can we use them, and how can we customize those solutions. Animations are essential in modern mobile app to provide this smooth and delightful user experience. We need animations to grab users' attention, you know, send visual feedback to user, you know, fill in that wait time and create that responsive and user-friendly interface. And also because they're just fun, although too much animation is not so fun. In practice, animations are common solutions for like masking slow responses from backend when we have this progress bar running or generally when the app slow um, and we put a lot of animations in between and building a great user onboarding experience and teaching users to be more patient with the app. So what do we developers should expect to receive after implementing animations in a mobile app? Higher user conversion, better usability of the app, more patient users, and most importantly, smooth, stable expected results. So benefits of having animations are obvious. So it is hard to imagine mobile apps without them nowadays. Animations have come a long way in Android. However, introducing and maintaining them on Android has been a historically challengeable task. So in traditional view UI system, running two different animation APIs simultaneously was not an easy task. For example, combining duration-based API like object animator and physics-based API like spring animation would be really hard. It would require a lot of boilerplate code just to get started with it. Also, defining animations in separate drawable resource file and calling it in the main code would cause a context switch a lot. Speaking of main code, another biggest pain point was requiring a boilerplate of code just to start the animations. For example, introducing all the listeners, animation listeners, uh, and the um, following functions that we needed to add just to make sure our animation can start. Also, having a separate set of APIs in each component for the same animations. For example, transition animations from one screen to another. In activities, we would override override pending transition function in order to set the animation between one activity to another activity. In fragments, we would use set custom animations function to add that transition between one fragment to another fragment. And if we wanted to have transition between elements in view groups, like recycler view or like linear layouts, you know, relative layouts, we would need to add 
XML Android attribute animate layout changes. And, you, and because of these reasons and the way view UI system was set up, animations in traditional view-based system were treated as a nice to have feature for a lot of MVPs and still a lot of Android apps nowadays. But Android ecosystem has always been in active development. And last year it introduced Jetpack Compose. Jetpack Compose is Android modern UI toolkit and it focuses on building UIs declaratively. This distinguishment is important to note because traditional XML based style was imperative and multiple generations of Android learned and passed on the imperative way of building UI. So what's the main difference between declarative and imperative styles? Imperative style focuses on how, you know, it, it provides sort of a step-by-step -step guide how you would like to get your desired result. The declarative style focuses on what, you know, it, you describe what result you would like to achieve. And because of that, the declarative approach removes quite a lot of boilerplate. Jetpack Compose also provides powerful and extensible APIs that make it easy to implement various animations in the app. Many Compose animation APIs are composable functions, just like rest of the Jetpack Compose UI elements. And these APIs are divided into two groups, high-level APIs and low-level APIs. High-level APIs are easy to use, you know, require minimum actions to start the animations, cover several common patterns, and align with the best practices of material design motion. However, it's important to note some of the, these uh, APIs are still experimental, means there's a possibility in the future they may get removed. So there are seven high-level APIs, right? Animated visibility, crossfade, and animated content well, containers, right, right? So we have to think of them as a containers, means inside those containers, we can pass a content, uh, additional composable functions like um, columns, you know, or like rows and so on inside them. So that's what they hold the content inside. And then we also have modify extension function, animate content size, animate, uh, and then additional animate state, update transition, and remember transition functions. All these composable functions are all you need to build animations in Android Jetpack Compose, whether it's whether it's to use the default variations or customize them. So let's go over each animation and see how we can use them. If you want to animate appearance and disappearance of the UI element, animated visibility is the API to use. Under the hood, it creates a custom layout for its content, and the size of this custom layout is, de is defined by the largest width and then the largest height of the child. And all these children will be top uh, start aligned. It also comes, as you see in the source code, it also comes with the default enter transition, which is a combination of the fade in and expand in, and the exit transition, shrink out and fade out. The compose function is a container. This composable function is a container, and by default requires um, a content composable and the parameter visible that will define the visibility of the UI element. It's important to note when this parameter's value, the visible parameter's value changes from true to false, 
then the content composable will be removed from the tree and disposed. Calling um, this function to use animated visibility, we would actually introduce animated visibility in our um, composable function, add the content in, you know, and pass the state of the Boolean type. For example, if we want to reveal an information about the plant cell, right, some, some sort of plant upon clicking on a button, as we see on the image, we can wrap this plant cell inside the animated visibility, pass to show variable to it, uh, to show it's a our state of type of Boolean, and update this to show upon clicking on a button, right? Uh, click listener inside the button composable function. So as you see, with just two lines of code, we were able to create this smooth uh, appearance and disappearance of um, our plant information. Animated visibility is a composable container, as I mentioned again, where the content can have its own animations and transitions. For example, if we wanna use the same um, example of appearing, disappearing the, the plant cell, we can also decide to put some sort of animations inside that plant cell. For example, changing the background color from one color to another every time when it appears. So then therefore, the plant cell itself will have child animations inside. Also, it's important to note that the enter and exit transitions can be customized as well. In the original source code, we had the combination of fade in plus shrink out, right? So if we want, we can decide to combine or pass our own custom transitions um, that I will talk later in the customized section. And also it's important to note, if we have this custom enter and exit animations, um, animated visibility will wait until all the animations completed and only then come to this idle state, you know, like completely finished state for us to know. Next up is crossfade animation. As the name suggests, it animates between two layouts with a crossfade animation. Uh, this composable requires content and target state parameters. The interesting parameter he is, here is animation spec. It stores specification of the animation, including the data type that needs to be animated. In this example, it's a float and the configuration that will be used in the code above uh, uh, will be used. Uh, in this example, it's a finite animation spec. And th thanks to animation spec, running physics-based and duration-based animations simultaneously comes out of box in Jetpack Compose. Again, I'll cover the animation specs later in a custom animation section. So to use crossfade animation, you call crossfade anywhere inside the composition, add the content in, and pass the state of any type. For example, if we want to replicate sort of a view page or behavior and show information about three plants by clicking on the next or previous buttons, as we see on the image, we can wrap plants composable function inside the crossfade, pass the number variable, and then increment or decrement the number variable every time when the button is clicked. Um, and just like animated visibility, crossfade is composable container that holds the content 
where each content can have its own animation. We can also pass an animation spec as well. It is important to note in Jetpack Campus V1.1.1, Crossfade is still experimental. Next up is animated content. Animated content is a container that automatically animates its content when target state changes. So animated content is more fluid, flexible, and transformative version of the crossfade. Um, it, it's far more powerful, I would say. So it requires two parameters, the content and target state. The content for different target states you know, is defined in mapping between the target state and the actual uh, and the actual content composable function. When target state changes, content for both new and previous target states will be looked up through the content lambda, which is a uh, content. That then they will go through the content transform so that the new target content can be animated in while the initial content animates out. Once the content transform is finished, the outgoing content will be removed from the tree and disposed. By default, the target content has this delayed fade-in animation, and the outgoing content has this delayed scale-in and fade-out animation. Also, there's another interesting parameter, transition spec, which is a expecting a content transform that I will cover in a customizing animation section. So to use animated content, again, you would call animated content inside your uh, composable functions, like right now it's inside the column, um, add the content that you wanna add. We're using plans here and pass the state of any type. Again, using the previous example from the crossfade, let's replicate this sort of a view pager behavior where we can use animated content that gives this fade out and scaling animation. As you see, like it's a kind of a smooth, slow flash happening between um, exiting and entering animation. And so to cover, animated content, again, is a high-level animation API. It's a composable container, not a function. And because it's a container, the child uh, um, content inside this container can have their own custom animations as well. And on top of that, you can proceed and pass this transition spec parameter to define your completely customized animations. And again, in V.1.1, animated content is still experimental. Next up is modifier extension function, animate content size. This modifier animates its own size when the child composable at the tail of the chain or child modifier changes the size. And by default, there is no required parameter to this function. So how can we use this um, animate content size function? What we can do, we can just add it to any modifier, um, add, add it to any modifier. Like for example, let's say we have this toggle list example, whenever user clicks on one of those rows, um, the following information is displayed and we see a lot more, um, the, the list gets expanded with the more description, right? What we can do is 
we can add animate content size to the modifier of our column, right? And that the description part, we can wrap with to expand um, mutable state, right? Of type Boolean that will tell us whether we need to expand or um, whether we need to display this uh, description text or not, you know? And it changes to true and false whenever user clicks on the bottom, as you see inside the clickable modifier function. So it will give us this kind of smooth transition between showing, like kind of um, expanding the list, toggle list, and then collapsing the toggle list. Animated content size is an expansion function, unlike other previous uh, high-level APIs I mentioned, and it cannot contain child content. Right, so therefore it cannot contain the animations. Although we can pass custom animation spec and as well as optional finished listener to know whenever the animation of this content was completed. Next up is animated as state function. So I have the star that represents the name, a different name of the functions because animate there could be animate float as state, animate color as state, and so on. So, and it's under the umbrella of animate as state function. This one is the simplest animation um, composable function for animating a single value. Out of the box, Compose provides support for nine types, like float, color, dp, size, total of nine. And then with animate as state, function, there is no need to create an instance of any animation class or handle interruption, interruptions as it manages everything under the hood. So let's take a look at the example of animate size as state, uh, state's source code. It has a target value of type state, of type size, right? It also has animation spec and finish listeners parameters of type size as well. So basically, all these animation estate functions are built in a similar fashion where the type is different and the return, it's going to return as state of uh, this, this specific type, right? One of these nine types. Animate estate requires only like one target parameter and the, and the API starts from the current value to the specified value. So that's why it handles these interruptions um, out of the box for us. In this example, where the size of the container you know, changes from square to rectangle to vertical to horizontal rectangle, we introduce a variable size state by calling animate as state, animate size as state function, and then pass to it the desired target value based on the count state variable. So we said, if it's gonna be one, we wanna make a, um, vertical rectangle if it's two it's going to be square otherwise we want to make a horizontal rectangle uh, and then inside the modifier function size we call the fields width and height from the size state and we were able to get this smooth um, animation uh, of changing the size of this column so animate a state is a composable function that returns a state right it has nine data types uh, uh, support out of the box. However, if we provide two-way converter, it can support 
even custom data types. It also provides Finnish listener to observe the end of the animation. Next API is update transition composable function. It creates and remembers instance of the transition and updates its state. And so transition manages one or more animations as its children and runs them simultaneously between multiple states. The required parameter here is target state. After initializing the transition, we can use one of those animate extension functions on the transition to define child animation in this um, transition. And just like animate as state, animate function supports different data types out of the box, a total of, nine, uh, total of 10 with additional animate value uh, extension function. So to use update transition API, let's look at example of changing background color and the opacity of the column container whenever the button is clicked. First, you would introduce a variable transition by calling update transition function and passing the target state to it. We're still using the same target state, the target um, state count from previous example, which was a mutable state of type of integer, right? And then we would, um, then we would create two other variables, background and alpha, and we would call animate color and animate float of transition on them, right? Inside those, uh, inside those functions, we have specified the desired values um, of background and alpha based on the result of the target state. For example, if target state is one, right, then the background color will be brown with 30% opacity. Otherwise, it will be green color with 100% alpha, right? There is no uh, opacity added to it. Then we would pass these variables into modifiers functions alpha um, and background, right? So that's, that's how we were able to use update transition animation API. So update transition uh, animation API is a function that returns transition. It can create and manage multiple animations via animate extension function, where we can optionally define a, a custom transition specs. For more complex transitions involve, involving multiple composable functions, we can use create child transition function and create a child transition, right? So that this create child, uh, create child transition is available on the transition class. And the last high level composable is remember infinite transition. This function creates and returns the instance of infinite transition. And just like transition, infinite transition can hold one or more animations. However, they start running as soon as they enter composition and won't stop until uh, they are removed from the composition. So infinite transition, unlike update transition, can have only three animate functions, or has right now only three animate functions, animate color, animate float, and animate value. So now if we look at the source code, one of those animate functions, we can see it requires initial value of type, in our example, color, target value of type color, and animation spec, 
of infinite repeatable spec, right? Again, of type color as well, that repeats animations for infinite amount of iterations. So let's say we want to sort of imitate a squeeze and release animation of our container. We can use remember infinite transition API by introducing a variable transition, then introduce a variable width by calling animate float function and passing this initial target value, initial value and target value, initial value of 150 and target value of 350 float. And also specify an animation spec. In our example, we're using infinite repeatable animation spec and passing type of animation, which is tween, and the repeat mode, which is a repeat mode reverse, means once it um, does one animation, it's going to start from here all the way back to this and back so. And then we would call the width variable um, inside our columns modifier function width. That way, we will have this um, squeeze and release sort of animation. Remember, infinite transition is a function that, that returns a state and it can run multiple child animations infinitely that they'll need to be provided animation spec of that type of animation and the repeat mode. As you noticed, a lot of out-of-box animation APIs come with the default animations in them. However, we can customize them by passing our own arguments into animation spec. For example, high-level APIs like animation visibility, animator state, and so on. Transition spec, right, for animated content API, or even target low-level. It's also important to note that transition spec, because animated content is still experimental, the transition spec is experimental as well, too or target the low-level APIs and build even completely new animations from the scratch. And so animation spec stores the specification of the animation, like the data type that needs to be animated, the configuration that will be once used, you know, after the data is converted into this animated vector. And Jetpack Compose provides different kinds of animation specs out of box like spring, tween, keyframe, snap, repeatable, and infinite repeatable. If you notice, in previous example with a, a remember infinite transition, we have already used infinite repeatable in one of our animation specs. Uh, we passed to animation spec. So first kind is spring. Spring creates a physics-based animation between start and end values. It can handle interruptions more smooth, more smoother than the duration-based animations, right? Because it guarantees this continuous velocity when the target value changes uh, amid animations. And it can take two parameters, damping ratio and stiffness. So then damping ratio defines how bouncy the spring should be. And there are four levels of bounciness. The default one is damping ratio, no bouncing. For example, this GIF illustrates the different, different bound levels will look like with the same start, um, start time and the same duration. As you see, if we have a high bounce, our brown rectangle will go out of, um, it, it will overshoot to the uh, edges, you know, like ends and or starts. Next one is stiff. 
stiffness. Stiffness defines how fast the spring should move toward the end value. And there are six predefined levels. The default one is stiffness medium. Again, in this GIF example, you can see how fast these brown rectangles reach the end when they have the same start time, you know, at the same duration. As you see, if you have high stiffness, it will reach the end far more faster. And if you have very low stiffness, it will reach the end slower and slower. Thank you for listening to the Women Who Code podcast. To find out more about our mission and the work we do across the tech industry, visit our website, womenwhocode.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Women Who Code. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel with hundreds of hours of free educational videos. Just go to youtube.com backslash womenwhocode. Thanks again for listening. And remember to subscribe, rate, and comment.